Welcome to another episode of Go Girl, because women are powerful. I'm your host, Ashley Caprice, and I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen. This is a podcast where we focus on affirmations, motivation, girl power, and girl talk. Today, I'm bringing in a life coach to discuss how to go through life when transitions occur. We'll get into it after this. are two of the most powerful words, and what you say after shapes your reality, okay? It's whatever you believe to be true about yourself, so make sure you are speaking positive things into your life. Today's I am affirmation is, I am evolving. I am evolving. Evolve means to develop gradually. So when you are evolving, you are developing gradually. Now, sometimes we experience changes in our life and we want things to happen quick, okay? But it doesn't happen like that. Everything takes a process. All of your food takes time to be prepared so that you taste something delicious, right? So that it can even look delicious. Rings, diamonds go through so much pressure. And then when it's all done and complete, it is beautiful. God does the same thing with you. You go through things in life that'll push you, that would test you, that will sometimes make you want to lose faith, your patience, all of that. But you have to be stronger than that, okay? You are just evolving. Be patient with yourself. At at this time, you might be peeling off different layers. I know I have for over a year now. It feels amazing. Well, first, let me be real. It's a very uncomfortable experience when you are peeling off different layers, finding out new parts of you. You're loving yourself more. So you want to dive in deeper to find out who am I? What do I really want to do? What do I really like to do? Who do I really want to surround myself with? Who do I want to let go? You know, all of these things to become a better person. And it might be uncomfortable. You'll have some weird, but real, honest conversations with yourself, maybe with your parents, your friends, coworkers, associates, everyone probably can't sleep sometimes. You're thinking about things that might have happened way long ago, even in your childhood. But all of these things are opening up so that you can realize this new part of you and so that you can evolve into a better you. Some parts you didn't even know existed, but you have to tap into yourself, okay? Love on all these new areas. Love on maybe that broken child that you were when you were younger. I talked on a previous episode about insecurities. You got to love the parts of you that made you insecure and be aware of that so that you can grow from it, embrace it, and love it more than ever before. And love yourself more than ever before. And it's all because it's just something that you're not used to. You're not used to this process. You're not used to, you know, being uncomfortable. That's why they say step out of your comfort zone for career purposes, to find your passion and purpose, but also just in life. You got to step out of what's making you comfortable. When people say, oh, this is just the way I am. No, that's not the way you have to be. You can change. You can grow. And if someone says that you've changed, say thank you. (laughs) that's the point of life who still wants to be who they were even 10 years ago five years ago sometimes even one year ago you don't want to be that same person all of the time life is to live and to grow and to be better than yesterday I am evolving okay I am getting better I am going higher I am achieving greatness those are all the affirmations I speak for you today I am evolving, all right? The new you will leave people behind. The new you will leave bad habits behind. The new you will leave certain thinking behind. The negative thoughts that come creeping in your mind late at night or early in the morning with this new you, you're going to let it go. The new and evolved you will gain clarity. You'll gain better relationships with like-minded people. You'll gain better results because you know what you want. You know what you should pursue. You're getting a better vision of your life. 
And you're not listening to people who tell you what they think you should be doing with your life. Nah, nah, nah. You know who you are. You know what you see for your life. Go after it. I am evolving, shedding off different layers of myself, shedding off parts that doesn't belong to me anymore. I am letting go of dead weight. I am protecting my peace. Protect your peace. Protect your peace. When you get around people, if you feel some type of anxiety and anxious and, ooh, I feel uncomfortable or or I don't feel settled, I feel bothered, really tap into that, understand why. It might be them. It might be something they said that have triggered you. It might be some thoughts that creep in your mind. Protect your peace and surround yourself with much better energy, all right? I am evolving. I like that affirmation. I really do. I might have to use that one again to say it a few times. I am evolving, okay? Life coaches help you evolve, and we'll have Girl Talk with the Life Coach next. Now it is time for some girl talk. I have Anita K on the line. She is a life coach, business owner, and author of Behaving Bravely and featured in nationally syndicated radio and podcast shows, including Out of Office, Strong Men, Like a Real Boss, and many more. She's also a producer of YouTube's The Max Show, offering insightful life strategies. She also leads TG an Orange County transgender support group coaching her clients on solutions to achieve one's personal goals. Anita Kay, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Can't wait to uh, talk with you right now. I know life coach, Thank you. that's such a huge profession, I believe, because you are essentially coaching people on how to navigate through this thing that we call life, right? How did you absolutely? How did you become <laughs> a life coach? <laughs> Why did you become a life coach? You know, great question. Um, I have a corporate background for about 15 years in HR and talent acquisition. So naturally, through my corporate background, it, coaching was always part of what I do. Mm-hmm. And when I became an adult, um, and I went through a lot of my own personal trials and tribulations. I realized I didn't really have the coping skills to really manage life and the problems that came along with it, specifically in my case. So it started out with being addicted to self-development initiatives like books and seminars and following gurus and going after programs where I can learn tools and tips and techniques to improve strategies and my thought process to leverage different perspectives to handle and tackle my problems more successfully. Mm -hmm. And then um, I got very deep into it, really saw some transformational progress. Mm -hmm. And as a result, thought I should go get a certification and actually build a life coach practice, which is what I have now. So, you know, in a nutshell, that's really how it started. Yeah. How does someone, you know, where do you get a certificate from then? Is it just, you know, do you go to a certain mm-hmm. school or academy? Correct. How does that work? Correct. No advanced degree is required to become a life coach, although professional training and certification is always recommended. Mm-hmm. So in addition to my bachelor's degree from USC, I hold a certification from uh, the Tony Robbins and Madonna's Training Life Coach. It's a online institute founded by the world-famous motivational speaker, Tony Robbins, Mm -hmm. and world-renowned therapist, Chloe Madonis. So I completed the Robbins Madonis core training, and uh, it has four mastery units, which focus on things like mega strategies, navigating life stages, personal transformation, and, and things like key decisions. And I selected that program, um, because I'm an avid follower of, of, of Tony Robbins, his principles and his philosophies. Got it. Okay. So you have this book, you know, you, you went through your yes. own development and first of all, what are some books that you read while you were going through your development? I feel like I've had a life transition, which we'll speak with, speak about in a couple minutes. Uh, I've had my own transitions happening and that's one of the things I've been reading a lot more books. It's like, I just want to be mm-hmm. more educated on life and how to navigate through it. So what are some books that yes. you've read? And then we'll get into your book. Sure, sure. Um, 
I'm an avid follower of drawing inspiration from various authors, books, and gurus. So I I feel true wisdom doesn't spring from like a single source, but in my case, you know, lots and lots of, if not hundreds of different inputs. Mm -hmm. So some of the books that I have read in the last five years that have really been transformational and simple yet very effective that we can all apply is one by Blink by Malcolm Gladwell, The Power of Thinking Without Thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, of course, uh, Instinct uh, by Pastor T.D. Jakes. It's, it's, uh, it's called Instinct. Okay. And uh, Grit by Angela Duckworth, uh, you know, finding someone's power and passion. Um, uh, definitely Unlimited Power by Tony Robbins, which okay. is back, uh, you know, was one of his first successful books way back in the late 1980s, mm-hmm. and um, even Courage to Change. It uh, came out in the 90s, and it's actually by um, Al-Anon, you know, and uh, that, that was very transformational. And I think one of my favorites is also um, an older book from the 80s um, by Milton Erickson, which is pretty popular, and it's called My Voice Will Go With You. Nice. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you have so many books that you've read, but let's talk about your book. Behaving Bravely, oh, great. How to Mind yes. Shift Life's Challenges. Tell me about it. Well, thank you so much. I'm very excited. The book will be released actually uh, within the next 30 days nice. on Amazon. And it's been about um, about a year and a half in the making. Mm-hmm. And the premise is my story, um, several of my clients under alias names, their life stories, and several coaching techniques and contemplation exercises at the end of each chapter. There's about 10 chapters Mm -hmm. where one can actually dig deeper into their own uh, self-awareness analysis and, 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 and see, hopefully see some transformational uh, changes or mind shifts. So I talk a lot about mind shifting in there. And I thought it was very imperative to actually share my own personal story Mm -hmm. because, um, I I really feel that uh, not only am I an advocate for my clients, but I really want to be the accessible resource. And um, so I consider myself the coach next door, you know, Mm -hmm. probably the coach that has been through, um, you know, some if not a few of the same problems that my next door neighbor has or my colleague has or my coworker has. So to add credibility, um, to share my vulnerability, and to connect better with my audience, I thought it was imperative to do so. And being a South Asian uh, Indian woman being born in the States, I come from a culture where, you know, we don't talk about the white elephants in the room. Um, We don't ask for help. Uh, We don't share bad news. Mm -hmm. So when I was going through a lot of my own uh, developments, I really felt that there was a gap of role models that I could actually access. Um, aside from, you know, famous people in Bollywood and Hollywood, famous right. politicians, and uh, a lot of those smart individuals in technology. But I was really searching for someone like me. Right. So that was one of the key mindsets I really had that drove me um, to really author the book. So what does it mean to behave bravely? Oh, boy. You know, it's a simple mind shift. Okay. When we are in crises. And we do not know how to manage fear or there's so much fear to manage. Mm. And the most difficult part, and I guide my clients with this, is we're step one. What, how, do we, how do we even start? Do we go right? Do we go left? What direction you know, do we go from here? Well, all in all, everybody's first step is, is, is different depending on what they're going through. But what I learned through my own personal experiences is once I developed the mindset to be brave, I automatically put myself in a mental check, which mm-hmm. exercised my physical steps moving forward. It. So it just, it just developed from my own persona and my own validation of what I did and how I really had to think, you know, to make some instrumental change. Gotcha. So you did talk a little (laughs) bit about your upbringing and who you are and having um, your South Asian background. And um, how does that shape who you are? And how did you come out of your shell to discuss some of your you know, some of the mm-hmm. setbacks that you had, some of the things that you've had to overcome, because you said that you all 
in your culture quiet about those mm-hmm. things. So how, what, Definitely. I understand you were being brave, but in some other ways that other women can um, relate to, you know, how did you take off that shell or come out of that shell? That's a great question. First of all, I really believe I have the best of both worlds, both the, you know, both growing up in, in an Eastern philosophical, you know, um, home mm-hmm. and then really growing up and develop, developing myself as a woman um, and, you know, in this beautiful country here. Yeah. So I really feel I'm a good combination of both the East and the West. But at times, as I was growing up, I battled identity crisis and I battled who I really was. And at sometimes I felt like I actually had to pick. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, I feel that, wait a minute, you know, I'm forgetting my roots. So let me go back to it. What does that mean? And there were other times where the college days and the high school days where social pressures are really high to fit in, where I felt that, boy, there were times I wish I looked different. Mm -hmm. I wish, um, you know, uh, I I, I had a a different, you know, X, Y, or Z. Um, So it was really, it was really shaping all throughout. And I think what I, I, I discovered, it was more of a discovery, is to endure our problems is one thing, but how to manage them is another. And by managing success, no matter if it's through a crisis or we're solving a business problem or even a problem as a student, um, it's, it's really important to share. Mm -hmm. It's really important to express. It's really important to be transparent and more, most importantly, it's imperative to be authentic to ourselves. And I had personally gone through some trials and tribulations uh, through a divorce, near bankruptcy, uh, battling intense weight gain, uh, situational depression, and things like that, losing a, a parent unexpectedly, mm-hmm. and really not being able to connect with others because of the habits that I developed and the former conditions where um, you don't, you, you know, you don't ask certain questions. If there's a problem, you try to work it out, mm-hmm. or you might have one or two people in your in your life, and they may not be experts in those areas, mm-hmm. and and you just try to manage through. Sometimes with just positive thinking, but I don't really believe in positive thinking because it's really not enough. So, uh, in a nutshell, I hope that women can, you know, know that there's resources. Um, demonstrating who you really are and what you want uh, on your terms as healthy, uh, as well as expressing uh, what you need is even healthier. And I think that, you know, habitually, and maybe if it's it's even somewhat generationally influenced, Mm -hmm. that those are skills that were not always taught. And those were skills that I was not always taught, especially in an educational form or even at home. So once I realized I could let myself, quote unquote, off the hook and know that, hey, if I can be honest and find the right people and find the right tools to generate moving forward and the things I really need to move forward on to improve my life was when the walls were starting to break down. That's heavy, you know, because <laughs> with my affirmation today, my affirmation was um, I am evolving and I feel like sometimes when we are evolving and we're going through a life crisis, some people try to run away from it instead of just digging deeper, finding out the the meaning, the why and understanding life and how to get through it and overcome it. Sometimes we do develop bad habits or like I said, we just run away from it. So um, what advice would you give to people with how to tackle life's, transitions and things that might come our way that are unexpected. Definitely. You know, one of the techniques that I show my clients, Ashley, is uh, developing an A-team. We have friends, uh, we have family, we may have colleagues at work and school and neighbors, but sometimes it's critical to identify specific key individuals that can help us navigate through our, through our issues and move on continued success. For example, um, I had a client recently that was looking for solutions in a multitude of areas of life. Mm-hmm. So we handpicked and really decided, okay, when it came to our spirituality, maybe who is that one person that we can get guidance from, mm. that we can actually learn, almost like a mini guru. Then number two, 
relationships, when we have, you know, issues in our relationships and we need key demonstrated examples on, on how to strategically mend them, maybe it's not our best friend. Maybe it's someone that is really successful in relationships that we've modeled. Maybe it's a grandparent. Maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's a therapist. Right. Um, same thing would go with financial. Same thing would go with professional as well. So I, I, I also demonstrate that when I have issues in particular areas of our life, I have that tag that tiger task force, so call it, where I can pick up the phone and they know exactly how, how to guide me in that next direction. Sometimes we become too dependent on just one or two people mm -hmm. to, to be our advisory on a multitude of areas where maybe they don't have the exact former experiences or they're not as relatable. But because we're comfortable yep. and we've developed a trust, uh, we feel that may be enough. And um, I think through my experiences, I realized when there's a fortitude of, of different individuals, if, if we're just brave enough to pick up the phone, you know, email or call out or make an appointment with a stranger, mm -hmm. uh, it's really, it, it can be a beautiful thing to arrive to a whole new set of solutions that we were just not used to. So again, maybe putting a step forward into an area of unknown, but having the faith and seeking out specific people that have expertise in the area that you need assistance on. That's so important. Is what I would say. Yeah, yeah. I did go to a seminar a couple of weeks ago, a woman's seminar and or workshop. And someone said that, you know, um, we tend to, I know me, I call my mom or my sister, or one of my best friends for almost <laughs> yes, everything, yes. you know, and they are going to always be there for us and give us the best advice because they love us. But sometimes we do need a certain coach in every area of our life. Like Absolutely. Said, mm -hmm. If it's a relationship that we admire, just talk to that person about it. If there's, you know, a spiritual coach, maybe a pastor or a minister or whoever, you know, talk to that person about it is just having a different coach for it, different areas of your life because your, your family, your friends, they're, they're going to tell you sometimes what you want to hear and sometimes um, whatever feels good to them, you know, and not so much exactly. I agree, Ashley. Right. Not exactly what you should do with your life because they might not want to hurt your feelings sometimes. Um, I agree. You know, so just a lot of things that is important to have a different coach for everything, but you're a life coach. So that means anyone could call you about everything or is there something specific? Almost everything. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 lo I love new challenges and I do get client inquiries on new issues where um, maybe I haven't, I haven't personally gone through mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, or any of my former clients. In those cases, I'm, I try to be very transparent, but I feel that, the cluster of problems that most people have of what I've, of what I've realized and, and confirmed on is as however unique or however common they are, we can still move forward with a set of or with a plan and a set of, pers you know, perspectives and tools and techniques to manage better. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was talking earlier, you know, I, I have a very large demographic of clients with South Asian men in their 20s and 30s. And then I have another spectrum of clients that um, I coach that are from the transgender community. Now, someone could say, wow, you know, that's one extreme to another. And it really is. Mm -hmm. But when we really deep dive in to some of the situational problems that my clients go through, I, I'm just I'm just humbled by the commonality because most of the things have to do with it's not really what's happening. It's, it's how you're coping. Mm. And once we master and develop and continue to seek and be interested in improvements and coping mechanisms uh, to, you know, add value to our self-awareness and our confidence building and our bravery and our courage, yeah. um, you know, we're, we're one step better than we were yesterday. Yeah. So absolutely. it's really interesting. I do see a, a wide dichotomy of issues coming, but our world is really small and, and people really are people. And we, we, we all, you know, love the same, right? And mm -hmm. we deal with pain differently. And, and sometimes we, we abuse our pain. But all in all, I think most of us, most of us 
um, are looking to get on the right foot. And most of us, you know, have, have the heart in the right spot to do so. And I think a lot of us, what the world needs is love. <laughs> so I feel like a lot of people in their own, in their own yes. way are really looking for love. Even people who hurt others, I, I believe, it's because they might have been hurt as a child sometimes or someone hurt them. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to cope, as you said. Correct. And so then yes. they want to hurt someone mm-hmm. else when in reality all they wanted just was love from the beginning, you know, but Absolutely. it just gets twisted and yes. turned yes. into something yeah. worse. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And we develop these, you know, coping mechanisms or should I say defense mechanisms, right. you know, as a child. And if we don't, some of them can be useful and some of them are, 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 are not conducive to anything positive. And if we don't recognize those behavioral traits and we modify them, right. then you carry them into our adulthood and they can be, they can turn into chronic problems here and there in life. Yeah. And could pick up some bad habits and everything. So coping, oh, yes. coping is the yes, best way. Definitely. Do you, do you have like one coping mechanism that you can offer? Um, I know a lot more in your book or if people reach out to you and want to become a future client, but is there something that um, you can give that for life transitions? I'll tell you some of my story. Last year, I pretty mm-hmm. much, um, mm-hmm. I got let go from work. I left my relationship. Sure. I moved back uh, to LA. I had moved away for a job. So I moved back home and um, it was an interesting time in my life, you know, and I mm-hmm. have so much faith. So I always believe that, um, you know, bigger and better blessings are on the way. I'm not going to lie, though. Within that, that time frame, I was going back and forth, faith and fear. But I know both cannot coexist. So I had my mm-hmm. moments where I'm like, everything's going to be fine. Then I had some moments like, what is going on? Why is everything taking so long? What is a piece yeah. of advice that you can give for anyone going through a life transition and how they can mm-hmm. cope with the, with the experience. Great. Thank you for asking me that. One of the techniques, if not the most important technique that I have in my book is a term that I coined called benevolence. And uh, working with my clients, I have most of them develop a benevolence. What a benevolence is, it's a term that's behind benevolent self-belief. So when we are going through a problem or a crisis or a, a backward step that we that we've experienced, like a like a job loss, in your example, we we have a pattern of thoughts that follow bad news. Yeah. And um, so what I help my clients do is, okay, let's talk about if, is is there one particular area that you you know that you need to transition in your, your thoughts and your patterns and your behaviors. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, we start with developing a customized benevolence. For example, I also had a client and she was a graduate student, very highly intelligent with her PhD. Mm-hmm. And um, she wanted to honor her parents and she felt that she must live her life according to their desires and their dictates. Right. So, but she came to a, uh, she came to a point after near graduation that um, because she felt forever beholden to her parents, she realized that, you know, her technology path was not something she was truly passionate about. Right. So we worked on creating a mind shift with a new benevolence that would take her to a place where she could master her own fate. And that meant going beyond, you know, the college game plan and, 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 and things like that. And then I come up with a blueprint with my clients called Brave. So the B is the benevolence. And then we, the, then the next, we, we talk about, okay, what's the roadmap? What's the steps to go next? Mm-hmm. So that's called the readiness. And then we move into an alignment, which uh, mm-hmm. puts us into an emotional and mental framework. Um, to get ourselves, you know, ready for whatever it is we really need to do to really be authentic to ourselves. We envision it, and then we completely engage in it. Yes. And so for contemplation on something like that, I would, the technique would be, you know, if, if someone is feeling out of place um, or they're in a position where 
um, they've invested a lot, but they're not able to maybe finish or or, com- or complete something pretty big, mm-hmm. but they need to establish and live up to their own expectations. We might do a very intense visualize uh, exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, maybe something like taking a hike on a mountain at the points where we push ourselves because maybe a terrain is a little more challenging. Mm-hmm. So if we can envision ourselves on that hike with a challenging terrain, and how we can notice our breathing and strengthen our men, our mental resolution, and then actually reaching out for the tools that we need, like your hiking poles, your water, your music. And then we confirm and imagine this experience by writing down what my client's feeling within their mind and their body, mm. keeping them focused around their goal and, and how they're moving towards the uncomfortable part of their imagined journey. Yeah. And so a lot of writing what they experience during that trek and then all of the, you know, good positive emotions one can feel when something like that is completed. So when we feel out of place, restless, like my client did or uncomfortable and not prepared for something new, we might do a visualization technique where um, a new mindset and developing a benevolent can transform, in her case, her perspective yeah. and eventually perform into a new outcome. Wow. And we all become really good actors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Acting's big. Acting's really big. Yeah. So a lot of visualization techniques because it really takes breaking down the and and so many wonderful right motivational speakers like Tony Robbins and many others mm-hmm. talk about visualization techniques it's, it's not something new or I'm not the first life coach to talk about it but the power behind it mm-hmm. and the creative forces that we can emanate to make our result turn around can be pretty powerful wow yeah that's what uh you know cuz i watched the secret um you know i, yes. I have my faith in everything so i believe that you do have to manifest and visualize something before getting there. And then it's like when you're there, you kind of have a a freak of nature experience. Like, oh, wow, I I saw this before, (laughs) you know, and it's so true. It can be. And, 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 it, and it's not easy. It seems like it might be an easy task, right? but it can be very disheartening. P- you know, uh, people might, you know, uh, uncover um, some former unresolved fears mm-hmm. and tensions, and it's hard to speak the truth, and it's hard to be vulnerable and, and things like that. So the, so the behaving bravely, I use a lot in loose terms. Because, you know, it really, it's the mindset that we make a choice to decide to engage with, then only can we perform anything that we want with possible various outcomes by really committing to it. I, and I, and I, really, I really believe that's a learned skill. It's definitely not natural or innate, but it's definitely one, and even myself, that we constantly need to strengthen. Yes, exactly. It's a practice and it's all the time. I'll tell you one book that I read that I've mentioned quite a few times on my shows is uh, Power Mm -hmm. Thoughts by Joyce Meyer. It literally changed my life. I read it years ago. She's very powerful. I've I've heard that from others as well. Yeah. I'm glad glad that happened. Changing your thinking. And it's like in anything that you're going through, it's temporary, you know, the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. And, Sure is. Almost every negative situation does have a positive. So it's just like it's all based on you and your thinking. So stay positive as much as you can. But I know sometimes, which is weird, there's been a phrase going around toxic positivity. <laughs> I'm like, what? So now it's it's too toxic <laughs> yes. to be positive all of the time, which I get it. It's like pretty much feel your feelings. It's okay to not feel okay sometimes. And then get back to being yeah positive and that's so important is is definitely a practice all that you mentioned is very true i like your techniques as well i'm taking notes <laughs> i'm going to listen Thank back you. to this episode <laughs> and take more notes because i believe it's important it's a lifestyle no, th- thank you it's absolutely well i I, I also try to tell my clients that you know most of the techniques are e- are techniques that have been proven by others yeah. or there's a handful of techniques that I've created that I've done myself. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important. I, that's why I love support groups 
because you are so one, you know, when they seek out a support group, they're actually in alignment with others that have probably mm-hmm. been thinking what they thought, have had the similar feelings or even experiences. Right. So I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of support groups. And, and so that's why, again, the analogy of the life coach next door, I think it's some people do very well when they're speaking to others who have maybe been there and done that too. Absolutely true. Um, Mm -hmm. Because we feel like sometimes in life, oh, uh, am I the only one going through this? Or like you feel alone, but it is comforting to speak with someone else who has been there, done that, and this is how they've overcome. And they're going to show you or tell you some tips so that you can also get out of that space. You know, it's like, it's going to be all right. All the time. It's going exactly. to be all right. And some transitions yes. are pretty good. Like, although I lost those things last year, moved on from some things, now I'm doing my Go Girl podcast. This is something that literally hunted me. Oh, it's me. wonderful. <laughs> For 13 yeah, years, way, Go yeah. Girl. <laughs> it's a way of serving the community, empowering women. I, I'm all for it. Yeah. And I think I think that's the key, what, you're, what, what you do, and I applaud you for it, is turning something around and, and, you know, spreading it to the community and making a bottom line impact. And I think when we put our mindset in that serve, you know, kind of thought, right. uh, it's amazing. It's amazing what we, what we can do by giving back. And I think that's really, really important. Thank you. Thank you. And it's something that um, I've been thinking about for years. I just didn't know what it was, but like you said, visualize. I had yes. a thought in my head for 13 years, go girl. Didn't know what it was, but it was just always in the back of my mind until it got bigger and louder and louder and right in my face when I was thinking about doing a podcast and I was like, go girl, this is what it is. You know, I've planted my <laughs> seeds for years. And I've done, thank you. I've done other things that, you know, to empower women over the years. And I'm like, all of this time it was go girl. So here I am. <laughs> but, um, oh, we welcome it. Thank you. Speaking of women, you know, we want to be strong all of the time and we want to be there for everyone. What's, the best way for women to find balance. One of my friends asked me that last week. She just said, I need balance. What is the way that women mm-hmm. can find balance? I think balance is can only follow once we, A, know where we are, mm-hmm. and two, if we need to make any changes to go to where we may, quote, unquote, want to be. With that said, it is imperative to take time for yourself. I would say 30 minutes a day to have some self-awareness where one could do some breathing exercises, journal, meditate, go for a walk in the beautiful sun, um, and really focus in a quiet manner about where you want the balance or how do you want to design tomorrow or next year. So it takes a personal investment of quiet time yep. and, and, and self-synergy to really put yourself um, as a priority to really know, okay, this is where I am. These things are working. These things can be improved on. Okay, how do I do it? And then keep revisiting that. A lot of us can really, um, you know, design and create better work-life balance ourselves. It doesn't require lots of money, investment in time, going to a coach or or what have you. There's a lot of free resources. But I think a lot of people are very quick to jump to, they think they need it, but they're not sure why. So I I think I need a work-life balance because I'm working 12 hours a day, but what else do I want? Mm -hmm. Do I want a relationship? You know, do I want a new hobby? So, you know, knowing where, envisioning what you feel you need, what your heart's calling, and then designing your life and your lifestyle around that is really key. So knowing where you are and where you want to go and investing some personal time specifically with a lot of quiet or creative conceptualization um, is exactly how you can get your own answers or calm your mind down. Uh, and get the clarity because sometimes we're so busy in the day we have no time to get any kind of clarity we're just moving and with um, you know social media and if we have big families we just don't have the quiet time to tune out so we can self-tune in so self-tuning in is very very important I think it's 
the basis of knowing what balance is, even if you can't make the, the, the change today with balance, mm-hmm. um, but incorporating some personal me time um, in, in a quiet zone uh, to obtain some kind of more peaceful answers is one way to start, and it won't stir you wrong, I promise. I like that, too, because I feel like some people say I need balance, and they think they have to do something else when it's like, no, right. just sit with yourself for a minute. That's, I, that's right. That's I, right. Yeah. Some people think that they've got to, you know, spend a lot of money and right. pick a hobby right. or an expensive gym or something like that. And those things, mind you, are fantastic outlets mm-hmm. uh, as well. But to know what's going to work best for you, we all have the answers within ourselves. It's just finding them, fine-tuning them, and working with others and collaborating on, on how to self-generate the best, you know, the best version of ourselves. Of ourselves. Instead of, mm-hmm. you know, people are on social media now and they're looking at someone else. Oh, well, they look happy because yes. they're doing this and that. They're traveling the world. Yeah, but also yes. that costs a lot of money. So it's like, what works for <laughs> you? What works for you? With me, my daily routine every morning, I realize my day feels kind of incomplete without it. I have to meditate. I have to read a Bible verse or chapter of the day. I love and it. Mm-hmm. I I recently learned that moving is good too. So I have to I love dancing. So put on a song and dance to a song in Fantastic. a mirror. You know, and that makes me feel so good and alive and awake. I need that. I used to think I needed like chocolate every day. I literally just went <laughs> <Me too. laughs> I, I can relate to that. <laughs> I went without chocolate for like the past week and a half and this might be TMI but I was even like PMSing and I'm usually loving chocolate during Mm -hmm. that time and I didn't even crave it or anything because I already really had what I needed which was the dance the meditation and um reading the bible every single day so I agree with you it's wonderful yeah find that daily routine that works for you yes Yes, yes. And put that personal investment and make it a priority. Absolutely. Uh, Because nobody can take it away from you. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, no one's going to give it to you either. Exactly. And if someone does, well, no one will take it from you. But if you realize you're not doing that because maybe you have certain people around who are not as invested in their own personal growth, then reevaluate your circle sometimes. You know, it could be a relationship, a friendship. I realize that in a relationship. Like, I don't feel, I don't feel good. I don't feel happy. Why? Because I wasn't Mm -hmm. doing enough for myself. You know, I was doing more for them and not enough for myself and um, wasn't getting my me time that I need. So I realized that's essential Mm -hmm. in my life moving forward. I did read. Oh, yes. On your, I'm sorry, did you have a, did you have something to say? Oh, no, I just (laughs) wanted to say I, I can definitely relate to that. I think that's an excellent point. I did read on your, um, website this paragraph I want to read it and then we'll talk about it you said we live in a culture of outrage and instant gratification too many of us play the blame game thinking our problems can be solved externally and quickly Anita helps her clients create lasting change uh, is a mind shift life's challenge so take responsibility from the outside in we are living in the days where people are blaming someone else for everything What are some ways that people should hold (laughs) themselves accountable for their actions? Well, I think, uh, you know, being in a frame of mind where you recognize that first Mm. is really, really key because you're right. The rise of social media hasn't made anything easier. Platforms um, like Facebook and Instagram promise to connect us, you know, to connect us, but we often end up amplifying the volume of lots of critical messages Mm -hmm. and we have you know like you said friends who share photos of their latest luxury vacations you know remodeling royalty weddings and our tech age brings on a lot of vexing challenges so and then we are expected to be accessible on our phones day and night on the weekends even on the holidays Mm -hmm. and a lot of screen time makes us nervous it leads to a lot of self-doubt and, uh, and an increase of a lot of other um, online issues like cyberbullying and, and harassment and things like that, yeah. which, is, which is not good. Um, but I think, you know, the mind shifting, so I use a lot of the mind shifting um, and customized mind shifting phrases mm-hmm. and discussions with all of my clients. So 
sometimes it, it sometimes you know part-time coach part-time friend part-time therapist it, you know what angle to use with my clients um is is always something that that I'm 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 cultivating and nurturing mm. there's no one size uh shoe that fits all i really think it's imperative that when someone doesn't have a handle on what they think is wrong. I get a lot of clients, Ashley, that say, you know, I don't feel happy in my relationship, but this is a good guy. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know how to handle this. I don't know what's missing. There's a spark. There's a passion. There's this. There's that. So we, again, go back to understanding ourselves first mm-hmm. and, and, and really focusing on that and picking our thoughts and, and ourselves um, and and breaking that down before we can go ask anybody for anything, mm-hmm. or deliver bad news, or or in, or even invite someone to be in a relationship, what have you. So it, it, it's a collab, it's a collective amount of techniques, but it's all under the mind shifting, and then starting with the benevolence, and then like I said, you know, the it, the person if they're ready then we can hone in on different techniques and things like that to move forward. So it kind of really depends on the person and what, and what they're going through. Mm-hmm. But I always feel that I always put the negativity and help my clients reframe it by incorporating what is their benevolence. Okay, here is the hub. Now we can drill down from there. Yes. So it's almost like we hear companies have mission statements. Mm-hmm. Who are they? Why are they in business? Why do they exist? Mm-hmm. Well, the same thing. What is our personal vision statement? Right. Who are we? Why do we exist? And what's our purpose? Once we know that, oh, my goodness, there's thousands and thousands of steps and directional techniques that we can take on that can be useful for us depending on where we are, where we need to go, what we'd like to change, or how we can turn a negative into a positive. Right. It's it's so much. Like the human brain. It is. Just yes. the being of who you are is so much, but it's so, I love it. <laughs> I love finding out. I do out. too. It's very fast. Yes, yes. Yes. Well, it's, a, I mean, I think that's what's the beauty of life is yeah. that that's the journey. Right. And if we can in, invite and greet anger and greet, you know, bad news and mishaps and crises with a, even have a little bit of a cracked smile, um, you know, we're going, we're going to shift. We're going to turn. We're going to make a change. Our life is going to be altered maybe forever. Um, but just the fear of the unknown gets us wound up. Yep. But knowing that we're going to enter whatever comes to us, with one foot, you know, uh, of bravery, we can really do it. We, we, we can really do it. I think, I think no matter all of the, you know, technology and, you know, AI changes and where the world is going, even with that said, I feel we can still be on top of our game if we invest in ourselves. Invest in yourself. It is so important. Anita K., you just said mm-hmm. a mouthful seriously thank you i thank you so much um how can people invest in you how can people reach out to you if they are uh, looking to be one of your clients and want you to be their life coach wonderful i would welcome that and uh i can be reached through my website at www.anitaksolutions.com love it you um You said so much, and I'm pretty sure a lot of the women and young girls are going to get so much from this episode. You've definitely helped me, and it it really is. Yes, absolutely. Um, Thank you for sharing it. And it is really about investing in yourself because when you invest in yourself, that's when you learn to love yourself more, and that's when you learn who you really are and what you should really go after. Like you said, one of your clients um, probably – it's kind of like a lot of us where we do what our parents say we should do. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sometimes we become people pleasers that way. Oh, and definitely. Yeah. And it's just realizing I have to please myself first before I could please others. Who am I and what makes me happy? Otherwise, you'll be in a profession that you're unhappy with instead of absolutely. doing what you really want to do. Instead of doing what you really uh, want absolutely. to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and learning how to stay authentic to yourself. Right. Um, sometimes we can get the, you know, guidance mm-hmm. um, along with the inner guidance that we already have. 
to really, you know, live our best life. And so I think breaking down the fear and behaving bravely and how to mind shift through those challenges is one way to do it. Behaving bravely. Tell the people when it comes out again. Oh, sure. By the end of July of 2019, it'll be on Amazon.com. Yes. Perfect. Anita K, thank you so much for coming on to uh, the Go Girl podcast. I appreciate you so much. And you go, girl, taking your power back and now empowering other people. I so appreciate you. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you very much. Now it is time for Music Motivation. Motivation. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. And no message could have ever been clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make a change. Yeah. Whew, that took a lot out of me. Gosh, Michael Jackson, rest in peace. That was from his 1987 album, Bad. That song right there, it, there's a few songs that makes me cry. And that is definitely one of them. Being that we talked to a life coach today, the I Am Affirmation is I Am Evolving. I definitely think this was a great song to pair with this episode. If you want to make a change, look at yourself in the mirror and figure out, okay, I want to change the world. Well, how can I change the world? You can't change other people, but you can change yourself, right? You could change who you surround yourself with. You could change how you're giving back in your community. There are quite a few things I did the past few months that um, brought tears to my eyes. You know, I went to feed the homeless. I went to pass out some items to the homeless a couple times. It's Every time I'm out there on Skid Row, I almost cry, you know, or sometimes I have to step away from the group that I'm volunteering with and, and might shed a few tears because I'm thinking like, wow, you know, there are things that we take for granted all of the time. Just a simple roof over our head, we would take it for granted. We would take for granted having food in the refrigerator or even, I'm getting personal right here, but even women having sanitary napkins, pads, and tampons, you know, passed out some of those. And it's like we take a lot of things for granted. So it's important to look at that and know that for yourself. That's why spring cleaning, summer cleaning is here, you know. Clean out your closet. Give back to a women's shelter. Give some clothes. Give some items that you don't use, some hair products, some shoes, whatever it is. You can donate it to a woman's shelter, We complain all the time. We watch the news. We're seeing things that are devastating happening across our country. What can you do to make a change? What can you do to make a change? Yes, you. Get involved. Give back. Be a mentor. Volunteer. I never told you a couple of weeks ago, I I told you that I was going to the um, girls camp and it was an incredible experience. Four days. That's why I missed an episode a few weeks ago. I was exhausted. I worked with young girls from 7th to 12th grade in Josefa Salinas, How to Be a Girl Camp. And um, I went as a counselor also to learn things because in the future with Go Girl, I hope to do some of the same things. And uh, we were able to guide and pour love into these young girls from 7th to 12th grade. We were up at 6 a.m. every day, had activities lined up until 11 p.m. They learned how to make soap. They learned how to sew. There was an etiquette class, so they learned how to walk. They learned about their plate setting, all of that. You know, there were some things I learned from there, you know. Um, They learned how to play volleyball. It was an amazing experience, and this is not for me. This was me giving back to other young girls. This is something that I didn't see happening when I grew up. So it's very personal, and I feel like, okay, each one teach one. If I could give back to this young girl and say some inspiring words to her, maybe she'll take it and she'll and share some of my advice with her friends, you know? And maybe when she's older, she might see some younger girls and think, dang, I want to help someone like someone helped me. A lot of these camps and schools for young girls and activities for women were not around when we were younger. So if you want to see changes with yourself, I would say give back to a cause that really means something to you. You know, learn who you are. 
I know that self-esteem, I know that uh, peer pressure was a big thing when I was younger, um, insecurities. I know that the arts was important to me when I was younger. There were so many things that was important to me that I want to show these young girls and to instill in them. So if you want to be a, if you want to be a change, you have to make a change within yourself. So start with the man in the mirror. Ask him to change his ways. No message could have ever been clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make a change. And if all of us, every single person in this world, would look at themselves and learn how to love themselves a little more and have more compassion for themselves, then I think this world would be definitely be a better place. Instead, people blame others, want to point the finger, doesn't, don't want to take any accountability, want to blame everyone else for why they are the way they are. Look in the mirror and make that change for yourself and be a better person for you and for society. All right? Now it is time to celebrate. celebrate Today, my Go Girl shout out goes to Coco Golf. I have to say a huge congratulations to her. She's only 15 years old and she made it all the way to Wimbledon. You go, girl. You go, girl. She beat Venus Williams in the first round. I was kind of, I was super excited about it, right? Posted about it on my Facebook. And do you know that Facebook had the nerve to delete my my video? And they put me in Facebook jail for three days. I was like, what did I do? Saying I did not follow the Facebook policies for posting the video. I'm like, I'm just showing love to two black women, but okay. I'm out of Facebook jail now. If you want to follow me over there, you can find me at Ashley Caprice. But uh, I do understand both sides. Venus did not sound too excited about losing. I felt like she could have gave shown a little more love to Coco Golf. But here is some of what they had to say after the match. Got my dream draw. I definitely get compared to Venus a lot. Our body shape is kind of the same. We're both tall. But when I'm on the court, I just feel like me. Yeah, she played so well. Even all the shank balls went in. So um, I actually didn't play well. So it was a contrast of, of both sides. She is known for coming up big in the moments. And I, a couple times I was like kind of, I guess, hitting it a little bit slower because I was a little bit nervous and I didn't want to miss. And then she was just hitting winners. So I was just like, I got to hit my, I gotta hit my serve. I, it's either now or, or never. Yeah, just well done and good luck, you know. I think mean, the sky's the limit. Ah, Venus, she could have showed her more love than that. But, uh, you know, I, I understand both sides. She probably felt like, man, I lost to a 15-year-old. But Venus was one time that 15-year-old in matches with grown women as well. So, go girl. Coco Golf went all the way to the third round. In the third round, she was losing at first, but she kept going for it. She she didn't give up. She kept going, and she won that round as well. She became the youngest woman to win a main draw Wimbledon match since 1991. So you go, girl. Unfortunately, she's now out of the tournament, but to go as far as she did is a huge success, and I'm sure she's showing other young girls, hey, you can do this too. She comes from a background of athletes. Her dad had played basketball in college. Her mom ran track and field, and they got their daughter, Coco into a variety of sports but she really took to tennis she wanted to focus on that plus with tennis she was able to compete in an individual sport instead of it being like a whole team right so she said that she was inspired by the Williams sisters so for her to to even play Venice I'm pretty sure was like wow I'm sure she was super excited she was very humble and talented I watched a few of her her interviews and I believe she has a long career ahead of her it was literally like watching Venice play herself it was so dope so if you haven't watched it there are highlights everywhere but this 15 year old is definitely going places so again to coco golf if you want to look her up that's g-a-u-f-f her last name you go girl well i want to thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of go girl because women are powerful i so appreciate you i appreciate the comments on itunes if you're listening please be sure to leave a review and subscribe and like it if you're listening on soundcloud thank you so much and if you need to catch up all the episodes are up right now on my website at ashleycaprice.com follow the blog subscribe over there 
click the Go Girl tab and you can listen to all the episodes. So I'll talk to you again next week. And if you ever have a woman that you believe I should talk to whose, whose story would impact others or she's overcome something major and she's showing that she's super powerful, please let me know, okay? My email is on my Instagram at Go Girl Podcast. You can also follow me at I am Ashley Caprice. Have some women talking about um, anxiety and depression on the way. Women talking about finances coming up. Uh, still trying to get someone to talk about red flags of abusive relationships. So it's still a lot with Go Girl on the way. And I'm so excited that you've been taking this journey with me so far. Episode 23. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you listening. And until next time, remember, I am evolving. You go, girl. <laughs>